This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, November 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's satellites. California leads methane cuts at COP26. Site move closer to construction. Biden signing infrastructure bill. And Biden not expected to talk tariffs or supply chain in Z meeting. CDFA and CARB share next steps on methane reduction. Speaking last week at the Methane Pavilion at the UN Climate Conference, Air Resources Board Chair Leanne Randolph and CDFA Secretary Karen Ross discussed the state's methane goals. California is the only jurisdiction of the world that has a law to reduce short-lived climate pollutants that, according to Jorge Daniel Talliant, Director of the Center for Human Rights and Environment, an Argentine-based NGO. The Newsom administration is working with NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory on a methane satellite to spot, quote, the worst actors, explained Randolph. The regulatory agencies will use that take action and inform new and existing policies. Ross attributed the success in reducing emissions to the voluntary approach incorporated into the SB 1383 framework, along with cap-and-trade investments for incentive grants. Really, the magic here is the low-carbon fuel standard, said Ross. It's very powerful if we can rededicate the emission to replacing fossil fuels. The most challenging area, she explained, is enteric emissions from cows since no magic solutions exist yet. EJ issues. Ross added that contrary to outcry from environmental justice groups, data has not shown that dairy digesters are leading to increased cow numbers and more air pollution. Having a large number of cows in condensed areas, she explained, means the state's dairies have the smallest environmental footprint for every gallon of milk produced. She stressed that Newsom and Brown administrations have made significant investments in bringing community-based organizations to the table as trusted messengers for hard-to-reach communities. And on that note, Ross also spoke to the Farm to Table Talk podcast about her perspectives on COP26. Sites Reservoir advances to the next stage. The Bureau of Reclamation and the Sites Project Authority released new environmental documents for the proposed off-stream reservoir in Calusa and Glen Counties. The environmental review is critical for gathering state funding from the Prop 1 water bond next year. There is no time like the present and a year when we are experiencing relentless drought for us to advance a reservoir project that will make us more resilient in the face of harsh, dry conditions, says Fritz Durst, who chairs the authority. The comment period is open until January 11th with two meetings set for December to review the documents and take feedback. Biden signing infrastructure bill and pledging oversight. President Biden today will sign into law the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, and he's promising to make sure the money will be spent properly. Biden announced yesterday he would appoint former New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landreau as the senior advisor responsible for overseeing distribution of the funding, which will start in coming months. 
One of our biggest responsibilities to make sure all the money is used efficiently and effectively, Biden said at a cabinet meeting on Friday. Why it matters, the legislation includes $550 billion in new funding for a range of needs for agriculture and rural America, including broadband, ports and inland waterways, roads and bridges, and western water projects. Now keep in mind, in signing the bill into law, Biden will be raising the stakes for progressives in Congress who had tried to delay passage of the legislation until they were sure that Biden's larger Build Back Better spending package would also pass. House moderates agreed to vote for the Build Back Better bill this week, so long as the official cost estimate for the bill is in line with the White House projections. The Congressional Budget Office released estimates for a few sections of the bill last week. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says in a Dear Colleague letter that the CBO will issue three additional reports today. For more about this week's agenda in D.C., you can read our Washington Week Ahead. Biden not expected to talk tariffs, supply chain, and Z meeting. President Joe Biden will be meeting virtually for several hours with Chinese President Xi Jinping tonight, but he is not expected to bring up the trade war, tariffs, or supply chain problems, according to a senior Biden administration official who briefed reporters last night. That's likely to disappoint many in the U.S. agriculture sector that depend on a stable trade relationship with China, a major importer of U.S. soybeans, corn, beef, pork, poultry, and many other commodities. China is still exempting its importers from tariffs on many U.S. ag commodities, but that process is linked to the Phase 1 trade deal, part of which comes to an end December 31. The agreement included promises by China to buy about $80 billion worth of U.S. farm commodities over a two-year period, but that ends this year, and many in the U.S. ag sector are hoping that deal could be extended. Stay a vaccine requirement for businesses welcomed by industry. Industry groups praised the decision by a federal appeals court late Friday that maintained its stay on implementation of the government's vaccine requirement for private businesses of 100 or more employees. The Emergency Temporary Standard, or ETS, from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration would require employees to get shots for COVID-19 or take weekly tests and use face masks at work. Employers have to have plans in place by December 5th. FMI, the Food Industry Association, which represents a wide range of companies in the food supply chain, including retailers and distributors, and which petitioned for the stay, said the pause will give it more time to seek clarity on elements of concern, such as the availability of tests, President and CEO Lisa Saracen said. FMI remains concerned with the potentially harmful impact of the ETS that it would have on American consumers in the food supply chain if implemented as written during the busiest grocery shopping season of the year, she added. The National Retail Federation said the court had recognized that the ETS presents an incredible and unprecedented burden on millions of businesses across the country. Maybe not the last word, though. Litigation is pending in other courts, and the government argues a multi-circuit lottery should decide where to consolidate the cases. Here's today's He Said It. If the state continues on its path to abandon California farmers, we will all suffer. That Mike Wade 
executive director of the California Farm Water Coalition, and a blog post on the drought. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, November 15th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.